Hi, I'm Renee Philpott, and this is Selling with Charm. After over 26 years in sales, there's one thing I have learned. Sales is fun. Join me as I help you simplify your sales process, and together we will reach your weekly, monthly, and yearly goals. Let's get started. Thank you for joining me today. Today's guest is Louise. You might know Louise as the LinkedIn guru. I met Louise in 2019 at a conference and we became fast friends. From time to time, she helps me with social media and I give her advice on sales. We cover a lot of fun things today from pipelines to sales packages to snakes in Ireland. Take a listen. Welcome, Louise, to my podcast. Can you tell my listeners a little bit about yourself? Renee, I am so excited that you have a podcast, first of all, and I am over the moon that you've invited me to come and join you on it. So uh, my name is Louise Brogan. I am a LinkedIn consultant um, living just outside Belfast in Northern Ireland, um, so right across the Atlantic. Um, but it's funny because I feel like we know each other so well, even though you live in Kentucky and I live in Northern Ireland. Um, and I have a podcast as well called LinkedIn with Louise. So uh, that's a little bit about me. I have a family, three kids, a spaniel. I live with my husband. Um, and we are in that stage of life where, you know, uh, the kids are all between 15 and 11 now. My son just turned 11. So in the, what probably you call middle school in America, we call secondary school. So, you know, they're getting older, they're not babies anymore. And the, the juggle between running a business, running a house, having a family, trying to fit in time for yourself, all that good stuff. So that's a wee bit about me. Well, you are in that busy stage of life. Where, yeah. <laughs> um, it is, um, you don't have to be watching them every second, but they need you to take them somewhere all the time. Yes, nobody's driving yet. Yes. <laughs> and when they yes. are driving, I'll be terrified. Yeah, yeah, that just lasts a little while, and then you get a break, though. So um, the the fear just lasts a little while. You always worry about them, but once you get through that initial in the beginning, you think, "Wow, this is like a vacation." <laughs> <laughs> and then they go to college, which is where mine are now. That's that's really a vacation. Oh my goodness, I can't I can't even imagine it. Can't not imagine that. Oh my goodness. So I have um, enjoyed getting to know you so much. And you're right, even though we are so far apart, I feel so like we get to um, really have gotten to know each other. Mm. And um, I just, I have been a client of yours and you have really helped me with LinkedIn. You're always so knowledgeable about everything, um, but especially LinkedIn, you really have helped me with that. And uh, I have enjoyed every session I've had with you or classes. So um, it is amazing all the knowledge that you have. Thank you. And on, and you were on my LinkedIn live show with Earl, which was really fun. I love that. Yes, we were just recently, we were just recently were together. And you know, that's the first time that Earl and I have been together oh. on, on something that aired, whether it was we've not been oh, on a podcast I, together. I, um, so that was interesting. Yeah, well, people really enjoyed it. So I hope you guys did too. We did. We had a lot of fun and I appreciate you having us on there. So I would love to hear, as you know, my podcast is focused on sales. So I would love to hear what comes easy to you in sales and maybe 
it, there's a if there's a couple of things that has you have learned that's made sales easier if you'd share mm. that with us okay um so i am your typical entrepreneur who has an idea for something they want to do in business but has really not very much sales experience like I, before I be, before I did online business, I did actually have a craft shop, and I learned that I loved selling stuff because I love when people handed me money. <laughs> <laughs> so I learned about that about myself. In fact, actually, when I was at school, I was an, I did the Avon catalogs oh, yeah. to my mum's friends. So I learned when I was about seventeen that I loved selling stuff and people giving me money for things, even though I didn't really make very much money. So I knew that I liked people handing money to me but I didn't really know anything about sales technique. Um, but what I love about, what I, what comes easy to me now, I think Renee, and it's kind of how I work with people on LinkedIn is um, conversations and chatting and relationship selling, I suppose, if, that, if that's a term. Um, so people reach out to me and now, I, like I'm in business now eight years, so now I'm very comfortable with having people book a discovery call with me and getting on a Zoom call with them and just kind of talking to them about what their issues or concerns are. And quite when, when someone's got to that stage with me, they kind of know they want help with LinkedIn, but they don't really know what's the best help that I can give them. That makes sense. So they've, they've looked at, they might have looked at my website and they see that I offer different things and they wanna know which of those things would be best for them. And I think the more you get into sales and the more you sell to people in that kind of conversational way, the better you become at it, I hope. Um, and I now, if I, if I have somebody on a discovery call, um, I think that I am pretty good at suggesting what's gonna work best for that person. So yes. I, I really like that. And I would say my closing rate, like I, all these terms I've learned from you. <laughs> my closing rate is pretty high. Like I just had a call this morning with somebody who heard me on a podcast two weeks ago. She's never heard of me before. Two weeks ago, she heard me on a podcast. She reached out to me and said, I want, I'd like to, I heard you on this podcast. I really liked what you said and how your approach to LinkedIn. Um, and I'd like to have a chat with you about your ways you work with people. And we had a call this morning. And interestingly, she had thought that what she wanted to do was buy my course. Um, and I spoke to her about what she was struggling with. I gave her, now this is another thing I learned from you. I gave her examples through storytelling of other people I'd worked with and that resonated with her. So I, like I've worked with so many different kinds of people, but I, I told her stories about people I've worked with who were in similar space to her. And then at the end, I've just, I've literally just, before we came on, I've literally just got an email from her saying she'd like to do the VIP package with me, which is brilliant. It's something I love doing with, it's a, it's a three hour um, session I do with people um, that goes through their LinkedIn profile and how to use LinkedIn and it's, my high-end offer. So um, rather than buying the course, she's signing up to do the high-end ticket thing with me. So I'm delighted. Oh, that's wonderful. Mm. So so I love how you pointed out that it is relationships 
because I do think that makes a big difference, especially if you're selling a high ticket offering. Yeah. It is, it's easier for them to understand what, because really sales is just introducing people to products and services and products and services don't really have a voice. So we have to be their voice when we're, when we are selling them. Yeah. And for, for our clients, we think they know everything we know about what it's going to do for them before yeah. we start selling it. But once we ask some questions as we're building relationships and we get to ask questions, we can kind of see where they are in the process. Mm. And a lot of times we can, we can find that there's areas they haven't even considered before. And that's where storytelling can come into play. Mm. And say we can use a story of somebody who had a similar situation and then it helps them connect. Oh, that's what it can do for me. Yeah. And if you, if you just spout out things and, you know, uh, statistics about products and services, it's really hard to say, but what does that mean to me? Mm. But when we get to share a story of somebody in a similar situation, it helps them connect to it and understand exactly what it will do for them. Mm. So that's why I love relationship selling. That's why I love stories. And another thing that I love about stories is that people will share more with you then and you get to know them better. So when you share a little bit, then they, then they come back and they'll share something else and you get to know something about them and you connect on a different level. So I love that about relationship selling and stories. So this is the funny thing about the call that I had with this lady. It was supposed to be 20 minutes. We could, we couldn't stop talking about stuff. And I think after 30 minutes, I said to her, oh, I like, I need to go because I need to go record my podcast. And honestly, we, we chattered, chittered on about stuff. And it was like another, I think the whole call was like 39 minutes because we just were just talking. Like I never met this woman before. <laughs> so it was really, and I think that's what, I think in her email, she, I think she's like, you know, I think we're a good fit for each other. We were like old friends by the end, not quite old friends, but like we we're just talking to each other. And that's, if I was going in with a hard sale, you need to use LinkedIn because uh, 730 million people are on LinkedIn, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> we just go in, oh, I don't want to work with that person. So yeah, yeah that's really interesting. Yeah. And you know, that's, I, again, I love that about sales because I love people. Mm. And it gives, if I could, to me, sales has always just been visiting and talking to people all day long. And I get paid for it. And I think that is wonderful. There's people who have jobs that they don't enjoy and they're just waiting to retire. And I never want to retire. I want, oh. I, I want to meet people and introduce them to products and services forever because I love it. It just gives me, and it also gives me a reason to talk to people. Yes. So uh, I love that. Renee, there must be Irish in you then because we, we are a nation Northern Ireland and the South of Ireland, you can't shut us up. And people said, you said about my dad, my dad, um, he was a businessman and people would say he, he'll talk the hind leg off a donkey. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's great. And we, we might be related, Louise, you never know. <laughs> um, so now that you've shared that, is there some things that you would like, any, you'd like a little help with? When it yes. comes to sales. Yes. So where would you like to start? I uh, 
I, you and I have talked before, Renee, about goals and having, you know, targets and things. And I, like, I totally, I get it, but I'm rubbish at it. But um, I genuinely, we are heading into April and I have no idea if I'm going to have clients booking with me in April because I, I mean, I, I, kind of a way I'm in a really fortunate position that um, people reach out to me and say, I'd like to book a call with you. But I don't, I remember years ago, there's a question here. <laughs> years ago, I had a mentor at the um, local university business school and he said to me, Louise, you need to think about um, this thing called pipelines. So you've got like two pipelines, Louise, you've got one of them is, or maybe that's not the right term. He says, one of them is your existing work and your clients and you're focusing on that. But while you're doing that, you need to be thinking about where's my future clients coming from. And I don't think that I'm very good at doing that. So how do you keep, how do you know that you're going to have clients coming to you in a couple of months? What to, how do you do that? Okay. So I'm going to share an example with you and to just give you an idea. So <laughs> when I first started in sales, all I had to do, because I didn't have any customers, all I had to do was prospect. So I spent a ton of time prospecting, giving pricing, and then all of a sudden it worked and I got a ton of orders. Mm. And then I was busy doing installs and connecting to the customer and making sure everything was right. Then the next month, I, it, felt, it felt like it fell apart. Yeah. Because I had done all the work with the people I had been working with and that's when I discovered there's a balance Yes. that I have to make sure that out in the future, I have some people that are going to be ready. Mm. So this is what I would suggest when it comes to goals. Think about a good month you've had. Mm -hmm. Like I had, like, for example, if you say I had four retainer clients, I had two VIPs and I had, um, I had two corporate trainings. Mm -hmm. then I would want to keep, then I would look back and say, okay, how did I connect with each of these people? So that way you're figuring out what's working. Yes. And so every, so then your pipeline can look any way you want to, but the way I do mine is by 30, 60, and then 90 days and beyond. But if okay. you're trying to fill up months, particularly, yeah. Then you may want to say when you meet someone, when you've talked with them and they seem a bit interested, but they say, I might do something in the fall. Mm -hmm. Then you would want to move them in your pipeline down to your 90 days and beyond. Okay. How do you not? So I, I think I'd lose track of them. Okay. I'd, forget, I'd forget about them. Sorry, person listening. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's a great question because people ask me that. You can start out with a simple spreadsheet. So for example, if you need, in copiers, we need to sell four machines, a sales rep needs to sell four machines mm -hmm. a month. So I would need six, if my closing rate was 25%, which mm -hmm. is a pretty low um, closing rate. But then I would, as a, as a copier salesperson with a 25% closing rate, I'd need at least 16 people I felt were ready to buy something in the next 30 days. Yeah. So, but that's the reason I said, look back at the number of people. Your closing rate is very high. So you mm. may close 75% of the people you talk to. Mm. If that's the case, if you needed, if you needed eight people, you just need to introduce yourself, speak with 10 people. 
Does that make sense? Yeah, it's math. It's like it's maths. I yeah. was terrible at maths at school. <laughs> <laughs> well, me too. But then, I, but like you said, when they hand you the money, so when I found out I yes. could make money by doing this, I figured out the formula that would work <laughs> for me. So that's when it starts clicking for you. You say, "Oh, okay, this is how many people I talk to," and I help I help people with this like inside my community all the time yeah. because everybody's is different. Some people just need two clients a month to be where they want to be. Yeah. And then that means they just have to, and, you know, and sometimes it's a very competitive market like copiers, and then you have to have a huge pipeline. So it just varies depending on what what's out there. But every time you, so just keep a simple spreadsheet. Yeah. Of, of the people who say, and it'll take, it, it'll be a little adjusting for you if you've not been used to documenting when people say, maybe in the fall, because it sounds like you have just been hoping they'll reach back out to you in the fall. Is that right? <laughs> um, I do. So I, I do actually have a follow-up spreadsheet, but I'm not very good at filling it in. This is so embarrassing. Um, and so I'll go and look at it and I'll think, oh, you haven't written any of that, Louise, in months. Um, and actually what you're saying makes so much sense. So I recently did a free webinar for... Um, a group of my ideal clients in Canada and one of those people has booked a VIP session with me and I get a lot of clients that way so being on particular podcasts or doing uh, my free workshop to if it's to the right audience and there's a sizable amount of people in that audience I will get clients booking from me for that but I have never thought oh, okay Louise well you know that works so why have you not got one of those booked in for every month which would be a really good idea yes that is also another way to keep mm -hmm. that's the reason I said look back and see how you connected with them yeah and if you you know it may be that you only have to do those workshops or, you know, I would pick out the things that you enjoy the most yeah. and that brings you clients yeah. and and do more of those. So that's the reason it's so important because everybody's is different, how they find clients and what works. But if you just look at the ones that you've got where you're the clients that you connected with the best, the ones that you were able to help the most, mm -hmm. um, the ones that took advantage of the, the majority of your programs, they probably come from very similar places. Mm. and you can figure out what activity it is and how often you need to do it yeah that's so that's so true and also actually I've, I have realized so for a couple of years I think maybe I did this thing called a free five-day challenge for LinkedIn and I thought it was the bee's knees because people really enjoyed it got a lot out of it but it didn't necessarily result into people who would pay for my higher ticket offer so I don't do that anymore um, and I, I don't think I'll ever do it again but I still get people tagging me and saying oh you should do one of Louise's free five-day challenges and I have definitely learned that in business that there are certain things like if you do like if I do a webinar for a group of people who are my ideal clients yeah I get leads from that but if I if I created my own webinar, I'd have to be really careful what I called it because you get a lot of the freebie seekers and not very many of those people would translate into actual paying clients. So it's, yeah, 
being much more cautious and learning through experience, I suppose, about what I've done in the past that's led to business and what I've done. Uh, another reason I stopped in the five day free challenge thing was because you literally were online every night. Well, it would be nighttime for me because a lot of my clients are in America. Um, every night for a, a good 45 minutes answering people's questions for five full days. And then it might not lead to any sales at the end, whereas you could do one really good piece of work and lead to th two or three high profile bookings. So yeah. definitely tracking stuff is is really important. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so probably during, sounds like during that five day challenge, you were giving them so much to work on <laughs> yeah. that they didn't need to hire you after that because they were still working on the information they got in those five days. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> so um, that, that is great that you recognized that this is, you know, not exactly where I want to be, yeah. but you probably met people through that and, and it got you started. Yes. So um, when you are thinking about when people reach out to you and because I would say the majority of the people who reach out to you are getting ready, they would, they're likely to spend money with you, but they may not say yes right away. Mm. So for the people who reach out to you and have some questions, you may want to put them in a file, put them in something that when you are doing something, not not something just for a regular newsletter that you have, yeah, but something that is like a special, just to remind them that you're there still. Mm. Because it takes probably, and the numbers change on this, it used to be six no's to get a yes. Mm -hmm. Now it's up to eight or nine because people mm. see so much stuff online. Yeah, But it, it takes a while for people to get, warmed up to the idea so they may reach out to you and ask about vip session and if you know it wasn't what they were looking for at the time or maybe they're thinking you, you give them the price and they might let me think about it mm -hmm. and you think that means that they thought it was too much but in reality what happens is they're thinking about it they get distracted and forget that louise had a great offer mm -hmm. that they needed to make so there's probably some opportunity there for you to have them like out in a pipeline mm -hmm. so that when you, let's say it's, it is April, it's mm -hmm. the end of March and, and you need some more things for April on your books. You could go back to this list of people. You may do this already, but you could go back to <laughs> You could go back to the people who said, maybe you're not right now, just to mm -hmm. say, um, here's a reminder. Yes. I've got this coming up. I have an opening. I thought of you because people really, they want to do business with us. Mm -hmm. But like I said, they get distracted. Life gets in the way. Yeah. You know, it's not that it was too much, not that they didn't think it was worth it, not that they didn't need it. It was just yeah. things got in the way. So if you had a way of keeping a separate file, and this doesn't have to be you that does it. Yeah. You have, uh, an assistant or a VA or something that kind of helped you keep track of it. Mm. And then you would have a source to pull from when you, you felt a little, like you had a little space on your calendar that you needed to fill. So that's so interesting because I... I'm thinking of, so I have people 
in my mind as you're talking who they they didn't book a discovery call with me but they definitely said to me more through a message on either facebook or linkedin mainly oh i i i'm going to work with i'm going to work with you or i'm going to need you in a few months and i'm not keeping track of those people the people who book the discovery call go on a little list um, on Asana. I'm terribly guilty of not following up with people. If they've, if, if those people have said, yeah, you know, um, let me, you know, I'll think, I'll have a think about this, Louise. I'm not brilliant at following up with those people, but at least they're on a list. But the people who ask, who make a comment on something I've written in a Facebook group, those people aren't listed anywhere. So they should be. Yes, get them on the list because I feel if somebody says, "I'm uh, this is on my list to do," reach yeah. back out. To, you know, people will say, "Reach back out to me." And sometimes they want, I, you know, I'm going to wait a couple of months, then I'll be interested. To me, that's a yes. I just need to call for the yes in two months. Yeah, but I'm not doing that. <laughs> so I better start doing that. <laughs> that's going to fill up your calendar. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> okay so i've gave you some ideas for your pipeline so yes uh, anything anything else you want to talk about with the pipeline well actually there's there's people so this is this is something that happens and i don't i don't know whether i'm going to keep these lower price offers on but sometimes somebody doesn't even like this happened yesterday somebody I don't know who they are. Well, I do know who they are now. Went to my website and booked a LinkedIn profile review, um, which is something, uh, I don't even do a face-to-face -face with these people. They pay their money. Um, I reach out to them. They fill a form in. I go to LinkedIn. I look at their profile. I, I li literally record a 10, 15-minute video of what I would change about their profile. And I write it up in a document and make suggested things it's, it's not a profile writing service it's a profile review and then I send it to those people and I'm I don't know if this takes me as much time as it would take me to do maybe potentially more than to do a strategy session which actually costs more money so should I be using those as a lead into offering a, a bigger service like, is that, a, is that like a low, I mean, it's not a low interest, it's still $300, but is that a lead into me? Should I be trying to convert those people into um, like retainer clients or um, it's a strategy session bolt on, or should I just do the LinkedIn profile review and add them to my email list and they'll come to me in the future if they need me? Or am I missing a, am I missing a sales opportunity here? Okay, so this is what I would do. Okay. The people that you're doing the profile review for, are they yeah. taking action once you send it to them? Can you see a difference happening in their, like, or can you see they change their profile? Yes. Okay. So the ones that you see have changed their profile based on your suggestions. Yeah. They could be a lead in to work further with you. Okay. There's probably also some people who are getting that information and not doing anything with it. Mm. <laughs> okay. So if that's happening, they probably need more help than the people who are taking action because ah. they got overwhelmed with all the information. Okay. So if you see that they have 
purchased that $300 offering and they did not take action. Yeah. You may reach out and say, just touching base. This is through an email, just touching base. How did that go? Did you have more questions or whatever? Because if they say, well, I never got around to it or whatever, then you could say, I know LinkedIn is important to you. You might appreciate one of my other services. It's more hands-on. Hmm. Brilliant. Do you know, Renee, that did happen, but mm, two, it was pre-pandemic, so it must be two years ago. It's like our lives are just going, um, a lady did book that service and then came, she came back to me and said, actually, this is too hard. Can you just write it for me? And that was a, 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 a different service. So yeah. that has happened in the past, but I have not proactively followed that up. Again, that is something a VA could do for you. You could just put it on their calendar every time somebody books one of those sessions yeah. for them to view their profile to see to, they'd have to view it before and after to make sure they'd made the suggestions. Yeah. But I think that may be more opportunity than you realize because there's mm -hmm. some people, I'm one of those people. <laughs> I am more, I'll get overwhelmed with a lot of detail. Yeah. I mean, my LinkedIn profile could use some work. I have had, I have had sessions with you, but I still could use, I get busy off on something else. Yeah. And so those, um, there's probably opportunity there for you because I've worked with you in other ways too. And I get that bite size information, something I can take action on right away. Yeah. And so I get the hand holding, I guess. So that's just something to consider yeah. um, with, with your offer. I think there's probably some more opportunity there as well. Yes. So I, I mean, one of the ladies I worked with this week and I said to my husband, I mean, my goodness, I would like more people like this lady. So she's in the legal profession and she didn't even have a LinkedIn profile. And I'm saying, people listening are probably going, well, neither do I, Louise, because I'm going, how could you not have a LinkedIn profile? and working in a you know, corporate environment, but she didn't have a profile. So she booked my VIP session and I literally had it on screen and I created the profile for her. And now she's got a brilliant LinkedIn profile and, and I've given her ideas on how to use LinkedIn. Now I think it's gonna be a massive step for her to actually start using it. But um, she was over the moon with the progress we made in three hours. And it was so, I mean, it was easy for me, but that kind of under, that makes it sound like I, I'm not really doing very much, but it's, it's something I'm just, I'm just so knee deep in LinkedIn and I really enjoy doing this kind of work. Um, and she was just so delighted. I was really chuffed because of her reaction, but also I, it was, it was a really nice three hours to spend with somebody and people are going, what, you're such a geek, Louise, but it really was. Um, and I thought, oh, I'd like more clients like that. I would like more people like her because uh, that was just a real pleasure to work with her. So, so that's probably a higher end, higher end offering because those like, a, again, the people who's busy, who needs it, but they're busy doing other things yeah. and they're not the do it yourself kind of people who no. are, you know, they're just not going to take the time for that, even though they know it would make a difference. They will, if you're there with them, yeah. And they know that they're getting it correct. Yeah. And they're going to see results. They're going to pay yes. for that. 
Yeah, and it was just really enjoyable to do as well. Yeah, which is a win-win for everybody. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and what, anything else with the Papua? No, I wanted to talk to you about packages. Okay, let's talk about That's packages. Okay. All right. Yes. So I was on a workshop last week. So I, in my business, I have, I have, it, the business has grown a lot in the last year because I have a brilliant coach that I work with. Um, and I have got these retainer packages now. And I was on a workshop about retainer packages and uh, just had a light bulb moment about it. So at the minute, um, people, so my coach has told me that I should, my retainer packages should be six months. <laughs> They're not yet. <laughs> so I'm really talking about that at the minute of three months. And that is a mindset issue. I know that's my mindset issue, but anyway, at the minute people can sign up for a retainer package for three months with me. And that involves me helping people with their LinkedIn and they check in with me. And at the minute it's an hour a month face to face and they send me, they can, ask me for support during the month right through email or messenger and um, some of the clients have a slightly higher price package where I'm writing or my team and I are writing posts for them each week and that's such a I, I, like I don't know why I never did this before because it's such a nice way to work because you kind of know that you've got work coming um, in the next three months or it should be six months but it's not but during this workshop, I had a bit of a light bulb moment because Renee, you know, I have this whole, I have an online course called LinkedIn Learners Lab. It was a membership. It's not a membership anymore. It is a course that people can buy and DIY themselves. I have no intention of starting a launch your course, you know, those you know, launching a course three times a year. It's a massive, it's a massive piece of work to launch a course to sell and then start building email lists to do all that again. I did, I've done the online course thing before and it's fine for lots of people. It's not the way I want to work. I, I like working with people one-to-one, -one. but I thought I have this course. It's like literally a fully comprehensive course on how to use LinkedIn for business. And I had this light bulb moment. I thought, well, why don't I give that to my, why don't I package that up with the face-to-face -face work? So if someone buys my VIP session that I kind of give them the course as well, or the retainer clients, do I give, I'm saying give them the course as well. Do I, is that a way to increase my pricing or should that be a separate price? Or is that like a bonus thing? I don't really know how to package that up. Does that sound like a package people would like? I don't know. Um, I would be curious if it would be the same type of client mm. because mm -hmm. it, you are the, the retainer client is probably one like we talked about earlier that really needs step uh, step by step. Yeah. And the time that they spend with you is time they're going to set aside. Yeah. If you give them the course, I don't know. Well, now they're doing some work on their own, but it's it's definitely a separate client than the one you're doing post for. Because they those that client is does not have the time to experiment with the post mm -hmm. and you know under you know understanding what works and what don't. That's the reason yeah. they're they're wanting you to do it. 
Yes. Or that's how I feel. Uh-huh. Um, so I, I'm not sure that the, I feel like that would be more of a, a lead in. And again, you could see the people who weren't taking action and say, touching base, that also offer this. I just feel like your retainer offer is, is for a different, the higher end client that is, is so busy. Mm-hmm. Um, they really want traction on LinkedIn, but they don't really have the time to spend. But you know your clients. Well, what, what was fascinating to me about the membership that I had, the LinkedIn Learners Lab, was that people came to the live calls and asked me questions about stuff that was in the course. And it was really obvious. Well, you can see who's logged into your course. I don't think of the people in the course. I honestly, I think 10% of them ever looked at the actual training videos. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been in the course and that's what happened to me. I loved the information that I could get on the yeah. call and do something with but I really would get overwhelmed when it got to the part of going somewhere to get the lesson Mm. which is it fascinated me because people would literally ask me a question and I would just say that's in the course and it's not like you have to dig through an hour's video to see that answer um I, I don't know if that, I mean, this we, I could talk about this all day, but the some of the people who were in that membership, when I said I was closing the membership, converted to a one-to-one client. And that was, I was really shocked by that because the course was uh, worked out like a $47 a month or something. And to work with me on a one-to-one uh, on a monthly basis starts at, $500 a month. So I didn't think those people in the course, I didn't think they were people who were interested in the higher end offer. But as soon as I said I was closing the course, some of them said, oh, well, I, I, I'm I, going to work with you one-to-one then. I was like, oh, okay. This is a good reason to close the course because I, <laughs> I'd rather you worked with me one-to-one. <laughs> yes. I just feel like the courses mm. are different. I know for me, yeah, I, I would get overwhelmed. I would learn something, uh-huh. but I would get overwhelmed and not take action on it. Yeah. But if I if I was on a call and I was and I loved I loved all the input that you had and the you know the lessons yeah. you were teaching, but I could take one part of that and take action right away when the call Ooh. was over. Plus, it was happening at a certain time, so I had to do it if I was going to do anything. It had to be at that certain time. Yeah. If there's a course that I can go to any time, mm. I don't always make time for that. So I know in my community, I think the live coaching calls that I do is the most valuable thing, plus the the, the support that they get through um, Voxer and email. Yeah, that that's a, I have courses that's in in there. Yeah. So if you're having a particular problem, you can go to that. Yeah. But I know myself. Um, even though I sometimes know the answer, I just need to be reminded when it comes to a course. And with the one-on-one that you are, the support that you're offering mm-hmm. your retainer clients, I, I don't know that um, the, the course would really be 
as beneficial to them as maybe another type of client. Yeah, that's so interesting. Um, so at the minute then I've got, I'll, I actually feel like I've got too many offers and it's something I need to work on, I think, because um, at the minute people can book the LinkedIn profile review, LinkedIn writing service. Um, the reason I haven't got rid of those things is because I can see that I could grow a team and my team could do those two pieces of work, I think, which is a way to grow. Um, so that's why I haven't removed them. Uh, I have then the VIP offer, which is the three hours with me. I still have the ability to book me for a one hour strategy session. Um, I have the corporate workshops. <laughs> I have the retainer packages, which are at two different levels. They were at three levels. And I was like, Louise, wise up. Stop that. Stop doing that. So now they're at two levels. I mean, that's so many things. That's so many things. No wonder people are like, I need to talk to you about the way you work with people, Louise. And that's not even counting the corporate stuff, Renee. Even with corporates, I'm kind of doing those bespoke still. And I, like, I really enjoy that work. So um, I've... I've been booked to work with an American um, software company and we're going to do like the one hour, here's why you should be using LinkedIn. And then the, there's two workshops I do, which is one is, and I can do this with a group. Here's what you need to put in your LinkedIn profile to go out and win business and sales, not for, not for job seeking and recruitment's totally different thing. And then the second one is, um, here's how you use LinkedIn. Here's the kind of content that you can use on LinkedIn. But even with companies, um, I've got a company um, who I'm on retainer with, which I didn't even think about offering. Anyone who's listened to this is going, Louise, I'm lost now with all the things that you do, Never mind you. It's really hard to keep track of all the things that I'm offering. So I don't know what you think about that as a sales coach. <laughs> Um, if you were, if you're talking to people and you, and you are able to recommend one, yeah. then that it's not such a big deal because okay. you know what suits them. Okay. But if you're expecting them to go and choose something, it's going to be too overwhelming. Yeah. I think that, yeah. Um, and so you have to think about how they're finding you and if you're getting to talk to everybody that takes a glance or is it some people's like, Oh, I just don't know. I'll wait. Um, so you have to think about how people are coming to you and if you're missing anything through them going and seeing too many offers, mm -hmm. um, if you're getting to capture them and talk a little bit to them so that you can recommend something, um, it's not as big a deal. But if yeah. you're expecting them to look at it, like, for example, corporate offerings, you may want to say book a session to discuss what we offer the corporate world or whatever, um, because they probably are going to be a higher offer because it's more people you're working higher end yeah. offer. And um, it, it might not be something they would just go and say, yes, I'm going to buy that. They need yes. some description, some explanation of what they're going to get for that. Yeah. And then also, um, 
I would keep my offerings that people just, like you said earlier, somebody just got on there and booked the, what was it, the profile? Book review. Yeah. yeah. So I would leave that if people are on there booking that. Yeah. I think I would leave that. Okay. Um, and then, like I said, the people, I, but I would definitely follow, follow up with the people that I don't see take action on that because I think they, just like the people who have been in your um community have you found they were willing to pay more to get more help mm. um so i think that's going to be the same way with some of the people who maybe get that profile review and you haven't had a chance to really fill them out or talk to them if you see they're not taking action yeah i would not give up on them because yeah. um, they definitely were interested in improving some things and they didn't get around to it so they may need more help I'm thinking about the people who, so I send out a weekly email and I can see where their people would get overwhelmed on this stuff because I, like this morning, I sent out an email at the bottom, it says ways to work with me. And it's a link to the VIP page, sales page. And on that page, it says at the bottom, you can book a call to discuss then there's another page that says work with me and on the work with me page I have got three different ways to work with me and people might go oh I don't know which one of those ones it is so but I can see inside my email service provider who's clicked on what so and some people have clicked on them multiple times so I wonder should I be reaching out to those people yes (laughs) yes Yes, if they've clicked multiple times, don't let them get away with me. <laughs> All right, then I'm going to go and I'm going to send them their personal email. <laughs> yes, if you may have something, your follow-up may be. If you're wondering the best way to work with me, here's where to start. Or okay. However that is. <laughs> oh, Renee, honestly, part of me thinks they're clicking on that because they, they're nosy and they want to see what way I've written my sales page. <laughs> Well, um, I mean, there may be a very small percentage, but there's not that many people who's doing okay. it. So, <laughs> all right. And if they that. are, um, they'll at least feel like, oh, she knows. <laughs> okay. I write, that, I write that down in my notepad in capital letters, follow up people who've clicked. <laughs> Especially if they've clicked multiple times okay. and you feel like they're, they're, they're really, it seems like there's some interest there, Louise, if they're clicking multiple times. Um, and I have done that before with people who I kind of wanted to work with, or I was wondering about working with them. Uh-huh. If they had reached, if they would reach out to me, then in it, like something that felt like a personal message, yeah, I, w- I would be at least inclined to a- ask questions. Okay. I, I would I, want. I love- I love the way you word these things, though. To me, you make it sound so easy. Hi, Renee, I'm just touching base. <laughs> yes. Well, because that's what that's what would help me to make a decision. If somebody yeah. said, can I clear something up for you? I, I may have, it's yeah. inviting them to ask questions. Okay. I think one of my um, issues is, this is like a personal thing. And I think it's definitely a Northern Irish thing is I'm, I'm such a cynic. <laughs> um, I, I am quite a cynical person. And uh, like somebody has messaged me in a group that I'm in 
and said, oh, Louise, I saw that you posted a question about something. Actually, I'd love, I'd love to help you with that question. Um, it would be really good research for me. And I'm like, uh. so she wants me to book a call with her. And I'm like, I don't want to book a call with you because I think you're going to try and sell me something. And I'm not interested in buying right now. Um, but there's a, definitely a way that I could word that in an email that would be that wouldn't like spark all the cynics. <laughs> yes, you're just inviting them if they have questions mm -hmm. about the best way to work with you or how you may offer the best help depending upon their situation. Which brings it back to what you said at the start is that you're really, you're, you're helping people who are already expressing an interest in what you're doing. You're helping them make a decision about it. Yes. Yes, yes, I love that. That's because story. that's really what a salesperson does is they clear up the clutter for you. You know, there's a lot of times that I just, I had to buy appliances and I just really wanted somebody to lead me in the right direction. I yeah. needed a salesperson and I really couldn't find one. That's sad, isn't it? Um, so I had to be my own salesperson. It took up a bunch of time and energy yeah. and stress. When if somebody was there that, you know, if somebody had, had reached out to me after I'd been doing all that clicking and looking, yes. I'd have been like, oh, thank goodness, somebody's going to help me. Someone's going to answer my questions. <laughs> yes. Make <laughs> this easy for me. So uh, I always want to make it easy for whoever I'm selling to, to say yes. Okay. And in order for me to make it easy, I need to know what their questions are and yes. what their needs are. And that's kind of what you do. Okay. And actually that's given me another um, notion is that, that I could then, um, I could write blog posts about that and do podcast episodes about those questions which would help other people yes decisions oh yes. yes love that love it yes excellent hmm. i have lots of notes already renee <laughs> <laughs> cool so did that cover your question about packages yes, no that's absolutely brilliant yeah um I've, lo I've loads of really good, I've taken really good um, tips here. Even the thing you said about, you know, when someone books a LinkedIn profile review, um, get my VA to go and check if they actually updated it. And if not, then to reach out. That's such a good tip. I never thought about doing that. That's excellent. Thank you. Okay, great. All right. So anything else before we... I don't think so. I mean, I've got, gosh, I've got lots to take away from this. Um, it's been really brilliant. Um, I don't, I'm trying to think. No, I think that you've been really, really, really helpful. I've really enjoyed this. Super. Well, it has been just a joy to spend my Friday morning with you. <laughs> we could like, do this every week. <laughs> yes. Now I've got to ask you about spring. Okay. In, in Northern Ireland. Oh, do you yes. Have, so do you have storms? They, do you oh, have like thunderstorms? We had rain so heavy that you couldn't see out the kitchen window. Okay. But it, it lasted like five minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. And I read recently, I should have known this already apparently, that you there's no snakes in Ireland. Is that right? That is correct. That is amazing because that is a huge fear of mine because we oh. have snakes here. So I learned, Renee, because my son, who's just turned 11, was doing a thing about St. Patrick for St. Patrick's Day. And we were like, you know, it's what makes me laugh about America celebrates St. Patrick's Day way more than we do. It's kind of funny. 
but it's lovely it's lovely to see but for uh, my son's school project we had to re like properly research St Patrick and who he was and Shay had to do this cartoons like six frame piece about St Patrick I must actually send you a copy online because you love it um but I didn't know so St Patrick was um he was stolen by Irish by Irish pirates from his family in England brought to Ireland and made to work as a shepherd um, in a place that is literally 15 miles up the road from me um, called Slemish. And when you come here, I can take you and show you that. Um, and then God spoke to him uh, in his prayers or one night and showed him a way to escape back to his homeland. But he got back to his home and he realized that he, he became a bishop through a long period of time, obviously. And God called him and said, I want you to go back to Ireland and I want you to bring Christianity to Ireland. And he was probably one of the most successful people to do this because he literally converted pretty much the whole island in a space of whatever his life, I guess. But I didn't know that when they said he drove the snakes out of Ireland is actually a metaphor for the Druids. Oh. Asked the Druids out of Ireland. So the snakes, now there are no snakes in Ireland. There are no snakes in Ireland, probably because we're an island <laughs> in the Atlantic. But it's actually a metaphor for casting out the druids, not not actual physical snakes, but they oh. are. Well, so it's funny you mentioned that because that's how I found out. We St. Patrick's Day, we were uh, googling St. Patrick, and um, that's where this came up. So um, I thought to myself, I've got to ask Louise because yeah. um, snakes are a big fear of mine. I don't mind spiders. I don't mind other things. I mean, I'm not crazy about them, but I, like, yeah. I, I can't go. When we go to the zoo and you get to the reptile section, I can't go in mm. because it just makes me um, just, just, just chills all over. But um, <laughs> So uh, I, I, I'm going to ask Louise. So. <laughs> there you go. There are no snakes in Ireland. Now, there's a bit of pet snakes, but there are no... Because England have grass snakes, but no, there's no snakes in Ireland. Yeah, that's wonderful. See, that makes me more anxious to visit. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> You're welcome anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing with me today. And I appreciate you so much. You're a great friend and I'll... I'll see you next week online, I'm sure. Oh, thanks, Renee. I've loved this. I really appreciate all your help with SEALs. You're a superstar. <laughs> I appreciate you. You're always a superstar. Have a great day. You too. Bye.